lives in San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. Uh, each week we call it one another and we just catch up. <laughs> that is the worst joke I've ever made. Sit on this crucifix <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh, this. Stop, stop, stop. Ow! Yeah, I went there, Mike. I went there, motherfucker. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. No one would ever go to this what? many sex-sounding gay bars. Down a spiral staircase? With a <laughs> dancing monkey? Seriously. <laughs> Did you buy dog Viagra? Joey, it was nice catching up with you. Go, go to hell, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We've been friends for over a decade and each week, we just call one another, and we catch up, and we never miss a week, and it's so nice catching up with you. Every week. We, sh- we should do it every week, and every we should never week. ever skip a week. In perpetuity. <laughs> I have should, a... we, should we start there? Yeah. Okay, go. I have... Oh, oh, oh. Oh, no, no. We'll just do it later. Um, I have this theory, listening to the past couple episodes, that after you do the introduction, for the past two or three weeks... I'll start a sentence, and you'll just start talking over it. And I was like, oh, this is a thing he's doing now. No. What happens is, like, I'm like, and each week we just catch up. And then there's silence, and you're like, yes, we do. (laughs) So I, like, have started trying to, like, think of what I'm going to say first. So maybe maybe I was trolling you. Maybe. Maybe. One thing I do want to say right now, we don't usually do show business, but I want to do this up front. Guys, if you did not listen to the live show that we just had last Wednesday, Mike, was that not one for the record books? Yeah, it was really fun. We got into like some personal dating stuff on uh, my end, stuff I didn't want to say. We had a guest, Joey Buhecker from Cocktails and Cream Puffs was on. Um, We threw a lot of shade. Yes. (laughs) A lot of stories we would never like record and put out. It was good. It was a good time. Even if we weren't like live on Pride48.com, I think I had a lot of fun. Yeah, that was it. like a really it was like a genuine conversation among the three of us. Yeah. We should do that again. What what since we're doing show business, Joey, let's just tell everybody this is the last show we're gonna do for a couple of weeks. Um we're gonna record this episode. Joey will take a week to edit it probably, and then we'll <laughs> put it <laughs> Just kidding. We'll put it. We'll put it out, and then we are going to come back on Labor Day. So we're taking two weeks off. Um, Joe just kind of gave me this like story. He kind of deflected. He was like, you know, I was listening to, to uh, Donna Sugar's talk, and she had some story about how other people I'll get explain sick it. of their co-hosts. I'll explain it. I'll explain it. Mike would send me the most innocuous text message, like, "I ate a taco today," and I would be like, "That motherfucker." Like, I'd be boiling up inside from this, like, text about a pizza. Mm-hmm. And then I think I heard Cocktails and Cream Puffs that day, and Donna noticed that um, Wendy and Joey were snapping at each other. And she commented, like, oh, thank God we're taking a break. And Mark and Ma- and Matt used to be the same way with Joey right before they went on a break. So they always needed that break. And I was like, maybe we need a break. Yeah, so it's a passive way of saying you're sick of me. I'm not sick of you. I think I'm just, you know, you just get in this rut. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it also will give us more chance for stories. Because, look, sure. we'll eat, you, I'll eat a lot of tacos, and you'll go to a lot of diabetes conventions, and we'll come back, and we'll be able to talk about them. Yeah, totally. Um, what's going on? Let's talk about last week before we talk about the future. What What happened to you last week? What would you do? Well, I made a big leap, Mike Lawson. I'm going to be honest with you. And it all is it's half of it spurred from an event and half of it is something that's been brewing inside of me. But um, I haven't quit Facebook. I'm never going to delete my profile, but I have not been on Facebook since Monday. Okay. Um, yeah. So, okay. Let me start so, because the first part of the story is so strange. So I went to a grade school with this guy named Brent and we went to high school, but he only went to high school for the first week. And he was he was one of these guys who was very different. I think I'll say that. I, I, and you know what? Because nerd has kind of positive connotations now, he was a nerd, right? Okay. In the truest sense of the word. Like he was obsessed with bicycles and cars. 
like almost to like an an Aspie kind of way, right? Mm-hmm. Actually, are Asperger people obsessed with cars? And I don't know. They can be. Yeah. So, I think you're thinking like aut- autism, autism. Actually, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So the first week at Servite, we went. I went to Servite, an all boys high school. Which once again, the all, the image was always that it's gay, and it was actually hyper masculine. They for some reason saw him as a target, right? And they picked on him a lot. But I will say this, and now that I'm older, I admire this. He wouldn't just take it. He would actually stand up for himself and like fight back. Mm-hmm. And for that just lit them. And of course, the administration was no help and just came down right. on him. And so he quit after like a week. Fighting back almost probably made him a bigger target. Yes. Because they're like, they're like, oh, look, at we got to well, rise out of this one. And he had bright red hair. Like he was like oh, one of those like yeah. super gingers, you know? Yeah. And wore big, thick Coke bottle glasses. Right. And wore bicycle gear all the time everywhere he went. You know, so but anyway, he would fight back. So he left after a week. Well, I also went to grade school with a guy. And so whatever, I'm fine. I'm friendly with the guy. And his sister, who's significantly younger, added me on Facebook. Okay, And so whatever, I added her. Right. Well, over the past couple of years, she clearly I got to be very careful here for legal reasons. Legal reasons. Yes. Mike Lawson, legal reasons. Is she underage? No, 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 no. She's probably like 32, 33. Okay. She's your age, I would say. Oh, way younger than you. Yeah. <laughs> she's so much <laughs> younger than me. Um, I am not a psychiatrist, but she wrote things that are reminiscent to me of something that someone who's been diagnosed with um, schizophrenia would write. Okay. Okay. I don't so know. like your layman's opinion is that maybe she has a mental disorder or illness yeah yeah she was always suspicious that like people were out to get her um in particular uh she's really mad at this one ski company like a like a like like, you know they have snowboarders you know Uh well like for skiing right she's really mad at them and she was particularly the ceo of this company or and also michael dukakis was involved too And she would write these very... Who, who's even said the name Michael Dukakis in the last 10 years? Well, I'm familiar <laughs> with it because she blames him and the CEO for all the stuff that's happened to her. Oh, no. So, um, <laughs> so I usually, I'll be honest with you, most of the time it just entertained me, like mm-hmm. her anger, you know? But then last weekend, it took a turn for scary where she didn't overtly threaten them. But I felt the Facebook post got to the point where it seemed very Elliot Rogery, right? Okay. Like she was right. The, the post would be titled like T minus the twenty six hours. No, no. Yeah, until something's sh- gonna happen. Did you, did you like screenshot it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I would have like saved it because just in case something happened, you had like this permanent record of it. And then she was like. And I will be the queen of hell or something like that. I'm paraphrasing. Oh, God. And I yeah. was like, okay. So I called the police. Joe, really? Yeah. Good, I, good. I happened to know what city she lived in. So I called that city's uh, police department. And I just told them what happened. And he took it down. He's like, okay, well, we'll do a welfare check, right? Mm-hmm. And he goes, can I get your name? And I go, oh, God, you're not going to tell her, are you? He goes, uh, no, 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 it'll be confidential. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to be on Facebook. I don't want to be with Michael Dukakis on Facebook. Well, cut to two hours later, I go on this Facebook, and she's like, which one of you called the police on me? Why are you wasting their time? Don't you know the police are in, lo- in like in cahoots with Michael Dukakis, who's a politician, and they're oh, they're part of the government? And I was like, oh, God. Oh, no. Crazy. Kept, yes. So... I will say Monday morning when I went to go look, her Facebook her Facebook profile is gone, deleted. She probably started a new one. She probably started a new one, or I think her parents got wind of it finally and were like, okay, there's, there's a problem here, right? I don't know. She needs help. Yeah, no, because she, you could, I don't know, I got to be careful here. My guess would be that most of the time she was on her meds, if she had okay. them, you know, okay. because most of the time her posts were actually pretty normal. And I then she'd get these why episodes. You think you need to censor what you're saying for legal reasons. Well, I can't tell someone that this person is um, schizophrenic. 
But you're, you've already said, like, my opinion is that she's schizophrenic and yeah. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. My opinion is she was off her meds. But she can't sue you for you saying it sounds like you're schizophrenic if you really believe that. Well, That's a- no. She can't win. But this bitch is mad at Michael Dukakis. She'll sue me. Yes. Like, we have all these listeners that are telling her. <laughs> so anyway, um, so that was that. That happened on Monday. And then, I'll be honest with you, for the week, sort of, maybe, I don't know if it's, I'm just guessing a week, leading up to Monday, I was just, I wouldn't call it depressed. I was just sort of feeling just not into Joe, right? Uh-huh. It's just not about that. And I was talking about it with um, Richard. Um, for those of you who are new to the show, I have a gay cousin named Richard who's a week younger than me and gay. And we were just talking. And in this conversation, I realized I need to get the fuck off Facebook, man. Like, it's Facebook. Because I have a lot of um, disposable time. You know, I have a lot of extra time. Even when I'm working a lot, I have a lot of extra time. Mm-hmm. A lot of it was spent on Facebook, and I wasn't getting things done in my life, which make me feel bad about myself. And then I was watching people on Facebook who were doing shit with their life and feeling bad about myself. Then there was some lunatic on there who'd post these Monday mantras, and it would make <laughs> me depressed. <laughs> I think that there's certainly like a type of depression that's been created by these social networks for reasons you just explained. Like you're sitting there at a tutoring appointment while somebody else is like on the beaches of some tropical island enjoying life with their like gorgeous partner and you're not, you know, that stuff but- didn't bother me so much as much as be, be people who were like, I have friends in my past who are both not as well known and well known writers. And they'd be like, my newest book is coming out and it's going to be, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's number one on uh, New York times bestseller list. And I was like, oh, what the fuck am I doing? So go yeah. ahead. I also find a bit of validation to thoughts that I have when I post them publicly and a lot of people upvote them or like them or whatever. And so there's like some depression. I don't know if depression is the right word, but like something happens too when I post something and then there's no traction. I'm like, hmm. It's funny that you say that. I was just telling my friend Jonathan today about how I haven't been on Facebook at all since Monday. Um, And... I was telling Jonathan, I went to this really cool taco place yesterday and I posted it on Instagram and I was like, I really want to post this on Facebook. Come on. I bet you a lot of my Facebook, I have more Facebook friends on there and they would like these pictures of these tacos. And then I was like, wait a minute, check. I go, the fact that I'm thinking about Facebook as using it for validation for an experience, that's still a problem. That is a problem. And it's something I have too. I've thought about. The problem um, is you need Facebook for your job. I do do a lot of stuff for work there, but I do think that I could benefit from like a weekly sabbatical. Um, And I've done this in the past. Uh, One of the jobs I had in Phoenix, actually, we used to do this like on Wednesday night when you leave the office, you can do nothing with a screen. So no TV, no computer, no cell phone, um, no No iPad or Nook. Yeah, no grinder, nothing until you get to the office on Thursday morning. So Wednesday, when you leave the office until Thursday the next morning, and that's when you'll check your email and everything. And it was really good for the mind. And I've thought about maybe doing that again. I might do some pick up something like that. Mike, I have been so happy this week. Like, it was almost immediate. It was, om- I would say by Tuesday morning, I was happier. I've gotten so much shit done, which you'll hear in my next story. But I've gotten so much done just from just stopping being on Facebook. I didn't realize how much I was on Facebook. Well, you would know, Mike. I would. There would be some sort of Pride 48 drama, and I'd think, <laughs> Mike, did you see what this person put? And what is going on with this? Why is this person mad? And why is this person writing this? I know it because you come to me with your stupid questions instead of clicking one extra click. <laughs> you, like, message me, and you're like, oh, I, um, uh, I see this message about whatever from so-and-so and who's so-and-so and i was like that's the person that we talked to joe and you're like oh that's who it is yeah like ridiculous stuff well I'm, now you don't have to worry about that thank god um i don't know if you can tell but we recorded uh, our mini episode last wednesday live on pride48.com um and i was in this room but this is our first full episode that i'm doing in this room 
Um, I moved uh, last weekend uh, across the hall. The my roommate with the allergies moved out, Michael, so he's gone. Uh, but I'm in this room now, and I have a new roommate nam- named Oscar, who's in my old room. Is Oscar hot? Um, not my type. Ricardo loves him. Loves oh, really? him. What? So Oscar's Mexican? Uh, yeah. Like handsome. you don't ever meet white guys named Oscar, which is funny because not it's not a not white name. I think you do, but they're like in their seventies now. Yeah, they're they're like we're in the navy and they have like a a anchor on, uh, tattooed on their forearm. Yeah, and a dancing hula girl. Yeah, and they yeah. drink Bud Light in a can. Um. Anyway, he. I mean, he's handsome, but he's not my type. Mm-hmm. He's like really young, and he kind of like has baby fat is Ooh. that if is that a thing like he's not he's not i know what you mean kind of like again it's just soft yeah yeah you know is that weird no. like being I know chunky is okay and I don't, i'm not saying he's it's he's not okay but like, it's like young michael Sarah. Yeah, yeah 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 like soft is the word that i would use anyway Doughy. um because of the structure of this new room though i needed a lot of furniture when i moved here um, cause it's, it's a bigger room, but there is significantly less closet space. So I went from having two walk-in closets in the old room to having one small coat closet in this room, but it's so worth it. The room is like spacious and airy. My last room had one window. This one has four. There's a skylight in the bathroom. It's like, it's worth it. It's an upgrade, but like structure or the layout is just different. So those Monday mantras are going to look so cute. It's going to be so close up. Yeah. <laughs> but I had, um, I went to Ikea and I got Ikea furniture. Ugh. Uh, I know. I got two night, I got a nightstand, I got a tall dresser, and then I got a long dresser. And I thought it was a good idea, but then at Joey, this whole weekend, literally all weekend, I spent putting Ikea furniture together. And my hands Which hurt is horrible. So much. Yeah, because you, you use those little tools they gave you? No, oh. all of the. No, they didn't. This furniture didn't have the little tools. It was basically screws, wrenches, hammers. Ugh. I'm my hands hurt though. Why? One of my hands, just from like all of the work that I've had to do with these little like metal pieces, and I have um, I uh, cut my one hand open with a screwdriver, and it's like red, and I think I have tetanus. And then the other one, I scratched a finger. I just it just hurts so bad. Also, um, what you know, I, you you shared this with me before the show. I, I hope you don't get mad that I share this. We're, remember, like Friday night and um, Thursday night, you you couldn't sleep, and then you looked under the the mattress and it was like a pee, and you were like, "Oh no!" And you're like, your back was sore and everything. Wait, what's that from? <laughs> I know it's a joke because that didn't happen, but I don't know what you're referencing. All right. Yeah, is it poltergeist or something? Girl, are you kidding me with this? That your back was aching because there was a P under the mattress? You don't know where this is from? Oh, I was thinking a letter P and it was oh, like... Oh, no, 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 no. Like an actual P, like a... Like a... <laughs> um, so that's it. Um, I'm in this new space and it's so much nicer and like um, everything is like laid out correctly. I'm not all cramped. And setting up for podcasting is good. Last Friday, I was on an episode of the Pink Wheelnuts Garage. Um, this coming Monday, I'm going to be on an episode of uh, Greetings from Nowhere. So I'm just kind of all over the place doing this podcasting stuff in the new room, and I love it. Mm-hmm. So, Who are you replacing on um, Greetings from Nowhere? Uh, Christina is on vacation, so Ooh. we're doing a live episode. Oh, look at this. I might have to actually tune into uh, that episode and listen live. You should. It'll come out. It'll be, we'll be doing the live thing before this episode gets published to iTunes. So, um, we will? it's not, huh? Are you sure about that? Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, but it's Monday night on pride48.com for you, Joe. Everyone else, you missed it already. Yeah. So. Cool. What else in L.A.? You said you've been working a lot? Well, I've been working and making money, making that sweet scratch that I make. But also, uh, I've also, in my extra time, now that I'm not on Facebook, 
is um, I've started a food blog. I actually haven't posted the first blog yet, but just blog yet. But in but I've been spent the week like setting up just the presence, if you will, like buying the domain name and setting up the blog, doing all that. You know what that means? All that behind the scenes work. But yeah. it's called um, such an original idea. What <laughs> a food blog! Wow. Well, listen. No, this is different. <laughs> this is different. Mike, we do a show where it's two people who just tell stories. Like it's so boring what we do. It's the delivery, my friend. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's called the Hungry Chola. Okay. And um, you can follow her on Twitter under at, at Hungry Chola, right? Okay. Oh, it's in a voice of somebody. No, it's, it's my voice, but uh, the voice will be coming through a fat Mexican girl who's in the Twitter feed. And okay. um, so the the week I've spent, um, I've been like following like important food bloggers and chefs and retweeting them and uh, making jokes about what they write. And I've actually gotten some people to respond and retweet me and favorite me and stuff like that. Granted, it's only resulted in five followers. Um, but I'm still working at it. And so, and my first blog post will be up this week. It'll be about, so I've been working on that. And so I, yesterday I I read while doing my research for Hungry Chola that they were doing a, the chef was doing a pop-up, um, in East LA next to this truck that I've been to before with Richard called, um, Tacos Arabes de la Puebla, right? And he was going to be serving North African tacos. Richard was supposed to go with me right before I was about to leave though. Richard calls me and he goes, Hey, um, I, I, I got a date all of a sudden, so I need to cancel. I met someone on Instagram. Mike, <laughs> seriously. I think I Wait, does he meet people off of Instagram? I think he met this guy off Instagram. Okay. <laughs> Are you going to keep that in? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, uh,. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> if you don't know, he has a very scandalous uh, Instagram feed. Yeah, and he, by the way, he doesn't mind me giving it. His um, Instagram handle is Emilio Ton, right? E M I L I O T O N. If you want to see my cousin's balls, basically. Seriously, I had to unfollow him because I was on the bus looking at Instagram, and I was like embarrassed that the old lady to my left could see over my shoulder that there's like this naked man on my phone. Mike, it's horrible. I know. I, I don't. I don't follow him. I don't. I know. It's crazy. But you guys are welcome to follow him. He he loves the followers. He wants to be Instagram famous. So if you want to see uh, a Mexican guy's uh, in his briefs, um, I know there's already some podcast fans who follow him. Anyway, uh, he, he, so yes, he met somebody and the guy was coming over, and so he canceled on me. So I just went by myself. And okay. I had these North African tacos and, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say they were my thing, but they were good and I appreciated the effort. And then I had a delicious tacos arabes de la Puebla, you know, which is so fucking good. It is so good. I can't go. I mean, this is not a taco review show. That's for the Hungry Chola podcast, but it was really, really good. So that's what I did last night. And now I guess I'm officially a food blogger. Here's the thing, though, is and I've talked about this with Richard. I can't write about food the way, like, a food critic would. Like, I can't go, like, the crisp cabbage blanketed the pork, the, which was lovingly, you know, and you're, like, redolent of spices from you know, Central Man. I can't do that, right? So mine will actually be closer to, like, David Sedaris does food blogging. Like, it's going to be about the experience and funny shit that happened to me when I was eating this food and the food and the story sort of, of it. Cool. Yeah. I think that's a good idea, and I think that that... I would call it what some would call fries. <laughs> Do it. Um, I think that that would be – um, That would make it so that somebody who doesn't live in L.A. and won't go to the places you recommend might get something out of it still. Because if it was just about the food, I don't care about – like you have to give me more than just the food because I'm not about to drive to L.A. to have a taco. Exactly. and But also if you are in L.A., you could go to – Let's say he saw those and go like, oh, yeah, there's where the painting Joe was talking about that looks like his aunt or something like that, you know? So um, that's sort of what it's going to be about. Well, once the site gets off the ground, you should share with us the URL. The Hungry Chola, it's it's HungryChola.com. It's already up. You can go there. There's just no blog post. 
Well, once you get the site up and running, you should share with us the URL so that we can all go see it. Well, you can definitely follow Hungry Chola on Twitter at Hungry Chola. <laughs> cool. What's going on with you? What's what's your story? What's what uh, what's going on in the world of of Mike Lawson? <laughs> well, Joe. Yes. Um, I've told you in the past about a high school buddy of mine named Bryce, who lives in San Francisco now. This um, is not li- yeah, because the other one lives in L.A. Right, the one who's super Christian. Yeah, yeah, this is one we hooked up when when I was like seventeen or eighteen, and like band camp. Um, no, a drama trip, oh, and okay. then we reconnected, and we're friends, and he's awesome, and I, in fact, when we reconnected, that was a story I told on Catching Up, um, and it was like in the early, early episodes. So we've recon- reconnected, we're friends, um, and that's one one thing. Then you're also familiar with my old friends with benefits, Daniel, who is now just a friend. Um, correct? Yes, he's the one that's boyfriend looks like you. I don't think so, but he's still in a relationship. It's an open relationship. He's a really good kid, and we are friends. We hang out, actually. He's probably one of the friends that I hang out with the most. And there's no, like, sexual tension. It's, like, a, just a good friendship. Something actually came from that, which is cool. Um, so I'm out the other day getting drinks with Bryce, and we're at this bar that's near Daniel's house. And so I text Daniel. I was like, hey, we're like just down the block from your house. You should meet us for drinks. Meet my friend Bryce. Yada, yada, yada. So I, I like both of these people. They should be friends. But I do. And I wonder if you're this way. I get nervous when I'm like introducing friends to one another for the first time. Because it's like I like this person and I like this person. If they don't get along, like. Do you take sides? Do you like? I don't like have that. I don't have that at all. In fact, I love introducing friends to each other. What do you do if they're like, "Oh, I hate your friend Bryce," and then you're like, or like they try to shit talk on somebody you like? It's, it makes me nervous. In fact, it, it makes me nervous, but it's actually never happened. But it's funny because I think that's why Jonathan doesn't introduce me to a lot of his friends because he's afraid I'm going to shit talk all his friends. And he likes those people just as much as he likes. Well, it's him. happened in the past, and it would cause problems. Because his friends in L.A. were assholes. Sorry. Sure. Um, so I get a little bit nervous. Like when but... I was... There was this one guy who um, I was about to meet Swartzen after we we met up. I met up with Jonathan and his friends um, at some bar in West Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, I got to go. I got to go meet up with Nick. And they were like, the guy goes, why are you... Why is Nick Swartzen hooking up with you? Nick Swartzen should be hooking up with me. Ew. And I was like, Jonathan? Pl- what? And then Jonathan was – and then afterwards, Jonathan would tell me I overreacted. You might have overreacted, but – I didn't do anything then. I just left. I bitched to Jonathan afterwards. You think, why are you so upset? So you understand why that might be a weird thing, right? Um, what? The I got lost to- in my own story. I know. I'm, sh- I'm so shocked. <laughs> but – um, so I text Daniel, I said, come to the bar, meet, meet Bryce, hang out with us, whatever. So he shows up and there were, um, no issues. Like they were, they're both cool people and they both got along and, um, I don't really know what I was worried about, but, or in fact, when Daniel went to get a drink, um, he texted me from the bar. He said, holy shit, Bryce is hot. And I was like, oh, okay. But I didn't get it right away. Cause Contrary to what some people believe, I actually don't sit and stare at my phone all the time. Wait, is so, Bryce hot? I'm going to look him up right he, now. Oh, I can't. I don't go on Facebook anymore. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm not going to break mean, my diet for that. He's a handsome man. Um, not my type. What I think he's hot. Man. Well, he's white, so. Wait, how do you know he's white? He's, there's no br- <laughs> there's no person of color named Bryce. <laughs> In the like, world. It's my friend Skylar. <laughs> and you're like, mm. <laughs> Yeah, and my uh, blonde-haired, blue-eyed friend named Tyrone. Yeah, no, you're right. That Tyrone <laughs> so, Power was the last white Tyrone. So anyway, I got this text, but I didn't know. So Bryce goes to the bathroom, and Daniel's like, oh, did you check check your text messages? And I was like, oh, I didn't. So I look, and we laugh, and I was like, um, oh, you should like go after it or whatever. And he was like, well, I would never actually do it because you hooked up with him. And I was like, what? that was 13 years ago, <laughs> like – there are no feelings like we're just friends like it's been 
I'm not even joking, 13 years. Like, you're cool to do what you want to do. So we continue to drink. Wait, but before and- you go on, I want to come back to a moral question that I have for you um, after this. It has to do with that. But go on. Okay. So we continue to drink, and then Daniel goes to the bathroom. And Bryce is like, oh, my God, Daniel is so hot. He's just my type. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, and a little bit of backstory. So I'm not going to get into too much of his story, but Bryce is recently single, and he's kind of looking for, like, he needs, like, sport fucking. He's, he doesn't need a boyfriend, but he needs, like, physical intimacy to kind of move past some things. Yeah. Right? Sure. So uh, it just would be perfect. Daniel would be perfect because he's in this open relationship. He's not emotionally available to be in another emotional relationship, but he is available to be in this, like, physical thing. So it would be perfect. So when he's like, you know what? Daniel is hot. I was like, look at this text message. Like, this is mutual. You guys need to get it. Right? And so... Uh, Daniel gets back to the bathroom and I find an excuse to leave them alone together. I'm like a perfect wingman for both of them. You I go to like, the bathroom oh. and they both tell you that they think you're hot. <laughs> so at the end of the night, we walk home and I made a few comments. I, I wasn't drunk, but maybe a little buzz. I was like, oh, you guys should like, why, you know, why don't you guys go fuck? Gonna, you're going to go home alone. Why don't you just go to each other's house or whatever? Right. And they're like, no, no, we wouldn't. We, that's not what we would do. Whatever. Um, so cut to this Friday and I accidentally double booked myself. So I told Bryce that I would do happy hour with him. But then at the last minute, Daniel and I kind of have this like last minute, what are you doing right now? Let's meet up for a drink right now. Kind of relationship. And kind of like when you used to like just drop in, you were like, Hey, I'm not doing anything for the next hour and a half. And we would just like hang out for an hour and a half. That's kind of how he is. But we meet usually at a bar. Maybe it's a Latino thing. It could be. Uh, I like it um, as long as the person is not weird if I'm like, no, I'm, you know, eating an entire pizza and watching House of Cards or something like as long as you're OK with it, not with with me saying no every once in a while. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Um. So since I double booked and since they met each other and there was that connection and everything, I thought it would be no, I, no big deal if we all hung out together. So I asked Bryce if Daniel could join us. And he was like, yeah, sure. And then I text Daniel and he was like, oh, Bryce says that we're actually going to be doing all of this together. And I was like, oh, so you guys are texting each other, right? So Joey, we hang out. um, And Bryce is saying that um, he like brings up that his new, he has a new roommate. He's like, Mike, the roommate is just your type. And that, and I should set you guys up. And then Daniel says, okay. yeah, but he has this, like, resting bitch face where, like, when you see him, you think he's, like, upset. And I'm like, oh, you've met the roommate. <gasps> and so, yeah, he didn't mean to out himself. But oh, in the conversation, he, it comes out that they that he's been over to the house. So they were like, Bryce was kind of like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Next subject, um, like nervous. But then Daniel and I have talked since then, and he was like, yeah, we've hooked up multiple times. And I don't know why he's weird about not talking about it, but so they've totally fucked. I want to know what they think your type is, though. Um, well, the, his roommate is like a hipster Asian guy. Mm-hmm. Um. That's pretty much it. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I mean, I don't know anything about the roommate. I've kind of cyber stalked him on um, Facebook, but I'm not going to go running after somebody who like if he if he sets it up. Cool. But I'm not about to chase somebody I've never met. So but it's funny, like, why do you think that they care if I know that they did this, I was the one that was like, you guys should fuck. You guys should do this. And then they're like secretive about it. And I'm not upset or mad or anything like that. I'm just kind of like confused why this even would happen. Well, I think there are some people who don't want their dirty laundry all over the place. Which is which is fine. But all we do is talk about dirty laundry for the most part. Like all we do is talk about like sexual relate like these are the guys that i'm like oh and then this guy on grinder hit me up and said this and then they the, daniel's like oh i've totally talked to that guy on grinder and he's into this or whatever like these are the guys that we actually talk about all of our sex lives to one another too yeah yeah so i just don't get why i don't know it's weird it's weird what was the moral question that you wanted to ask me well it's been let me see this is really sad but 
So I'm not going to name who these people are, but a really good friend of mine, he was a much closer friend then. We're still friends. We've never had a falling out. It's just we've grown apart a little bit. But at the time when this happened, uh, he was in a long-term relationship, and then it mutually ended. And maybe like a week or two after it ended, the boyfriend came over to my place, and we were hanging out, and we landed up hooking up. Okay. I've Now, it's been years. Mike Lawson, I, I don't want to give it away because I don't want to say how long because it'll give it away, I think. But it's, I'll say it's been over 10 years. Okay. Okay. And the the my friend, I don't talk to the other friend, the other guy anymore. And my friend, we're still really close, and we still talk all the time. And he's been in a relationship for those entire ten years. Like he's basically married. He couldn't care less. He's friends with the other guy. They have a great friendship. Like, but I still, I've never told him. Do you think I should ever tell him? I think the only reason you should tell him is if it comes up and you're asked explicitly that well i'll tell like, you this there's no Sometimes, reason there's no there's reason. no reason there's no reason and i actually do, i really if i had to guess i don't think he'd care the part the reason i feel guilty is mike it was literally like a week after they broke up but yeah. um the only reason i think so though is because sometimes he'll say things about that guy um about his sex uh his sexual proclivities if you will and i have obviously also intimate and i'll just say right now he um he would come really quickly. Okay. Like he like like and I knew that before I hooked up with him, but then I experienced it firsthand. Like you just like brushed it with your hand and he would just come. Yeah. You know? I think I would like that. Oh really? Not if I were like that, but like then I would just like not touch him until like the very end and then do it real quick. No, you didn't even have to touch him. Like, yeah. Yes. Maybe I could see that. Yeah, and then you'd be done Seems when you like want to be. Not done. a lot of work, yeah. Yeah. Um, so sometimes my friend will make fun of that and I want to be like, yeah, 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 I know. It's so true. I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, really? You know? So yeah, I think you're right. I think there's no reason to bring it up now. Yeah. Um, if, if anything, I think it would just cause drama at this point. And it's not like you did it while, like you didn't break his trust. You didn't, if anything, you made kind of a shitty friend choice, but like, what good would it do to talk about that now? Yes. So, um, what's going on in LA? Any news stories you want to talk about? Yes, Mike. Um, what if one week I was like, no, <laughs> no, nah, it's nothing wish. going on. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> a Roland Heights woman was kidnapped and held for ransom after two days. Well, for for two days, um, she, she was finally released after two days. Um, what happened was this woman was at her job, bragging that. She and her husband had saved up a significant amount of money to buy a house. Okay. And one of her co-workers, this guy Francisco Inacqua, heard her say this. And so he concocted this plan to kidnap her. But there's a lot of parts that are luck-based. Like, for instance, so what happened was, I guess she took the bus home. Okay. And she missed her bus. So this Francisco Inacqua, he says, he pulls up and he goes, I'll give you a ride home. And that's when he kidnapped her. Right. And he got her in the car. Then he pulled into a dime bar restaurant where two uh, other suspects jumped in the car, Rocio Inacqua and Uziel Figueroa. Mm -hmm. And they tied her up. They blindfolded her. They gagged her with and they did all this with duct tape. And then they held her in a Roland Heights garage for two days. Uh, They contacted her husband and demanded one hundred and ten thousand dollars ransom. And he called the police. And so the newspaper article doesn't say how. They found her in this garage, but she was in a state of squalor. She'd be given no food or water. For two days? For two days. In this heat, it's been super, super hot and muggy, and she had to use a bucket instead of a toilet, which the point is, uh, yeah, for two days, and it was super, super hot. So here's my question to you, Mike Lawson. If you were kidnapped, how much of a ransom could you be held for? Like nothing. Like if they called your mom and they said... Uh, or, or one of your ex-boyfriends, or R- Ricardo, your landlord, and said, we have Mike Lawson a hostage. We want $150 ransom. Do you think you could swing that? No, I don't think anyone in my life would be like, Ricardo couldn't give $150 ransom? I don't think anyone in my life would take it seriously. That's That's a weird thing. Like, I don't know. Nobody, the way my life is structured, I could disappear off the face of the planet, and nobody would even know. Do you know what I mean? Like... 
Let me, I don't know that. When I was in college and I lived on the beach, there was a big storm. And unbeknownst to us in the in the apartment, our phone service was cut off. We just thought we weren't getting any phone calls. My mom and dad couldn't get a hold of me for maybe two days straight. Mm-hmm. One day at four in the morning, there was someone knocking on the front window, and it was my parents, and they had driven up the boardwalk <laughs> in their car because mm-hmm. they thought I was dead. That was like that was maybe thirty six hours after they last spoken to me. And they drove all the way from Diamond Bar to Newport Beach. This is like in the days before cell phones, too. Yes. So it would be different. Um, I just don't imagine that I could... I would have to be gone a very long time for anybody to like even notice. Which I like it that way, but that's the truth. So no one would know you were kidnapped? No. I don't think so. Do you often spend nights away? Like, if you spent two or three days away from the apartment, Ricardo wouldn't worry or wonder where you were? Well, the pro- the problem with the setup is it's almost like a studio apartment so i might go down to the kitchen and you know cook but a lot of times when i do that i don't see anybody how do you schedule the logistics of that like what if you want to cook at the same time as somebody else it just happens it's fine occasionally i'll be cooking at the same time but our kitchen is huge Oh, okay um and then um a lot of times though i'll go days without seeing anyone like i hear people but it's a studio because I have my own bathroom and shower and everything. So, like, I don't see people. But I know that you and Mario are super close. So, um, we we text every every day, maybe. So he wouldn't notice if it was. He wouldn't think something was weird. Well, maybe, but so like, I haven't texted him in like two days, and I don't have these frantic texts, like. We text often, but every once in a while, like he's busy, he's doing like some wedding stuff. So I hope there's no chocolate fountain there. <laughs> this guy is always at weddings, like always a bridesmaid, always. That would that would be the same as, as Facebook for me. It would just always remind me that I was single. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm not even joking. This is probably so. We're in the month of August. I would say this is probably his like eighth wedding this year. Oh 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 oh! Not working the wedding like. No. Attending like, the wedding? How old is he? He's 28. Yep. That's the age. That's yep. the age. I was between 27 and like 33. You're just at a f- bunch of fucking weddings all the time. That's how my friend Mercedes and I, we were always close, but how we got super close was we were each other's wedding dates. Mm. Um, so we would always go with each other to every, to the weddings we had to go to. And so uh, that's how we became friends. And we were they always can friends, get expensive. but like super They could get expensive though if you're like... Um, just like, well, wedding gifts, come on, but then clothes and then you have to get there. And if you have fa- friends all over the country, like flying places. Oh, and all well, that, I have a rule. If I have to go somewhere far away for your wedding, no gift. If I have to get a hotel room for your wedding, no gift. No gift. Because I pay my presence is the yeah. gift yeah. in this case. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I get that. And I like... Uh, my friend Adam's going through a lot of wins right now. And he, by the way, because he's been all over the world, he's flying all over the world to go to weddings. He, like literally, oh, because he has friends all over the the world. Like he's in London as we speak for a wedding. He just he mm. just got back from Italy for a wedding. Can I just Skype your wedding? Seriously, <laughs> seriously, seriously. Yeah, that's awful. My friend Mercedes had to deal with that too. Like these horrible destination weddings. I'm like, who the fuck would? She had to go to this. She actually luckily had a baby. <laughs> so she got to get out of one. But her, a really good friend of hers had a wedding in like Thailand, but like not even like regular Thailand. Like, like Thailand's already hard to get to, but like, like deep in the heart of Thailand. Oh, the stars at night are big <laughs> and bright. Deep in the heart of Thailand. So, um,. By the way, you made me clap on my hand that has the big open gash on it, and it hurt. I forgot I had that. Oh, there. so anyway, um, like, and so like, you had, she had to take like a major airline, but to like Indonesia or something like that. Then take take like like it was gonna take her. I think combined like thirty six hours to get there. Oh God! Yeah, and I was just like for it, a three hour ceremony. And I remember it was gonna cost like ten thousand dollars and stuff like that. I was just what? Like, yeah. So I was like, um, no, I'm not going to the wedding. So Mercedes Ridiculous. actually got out of it by promising to host um, 
her the woman's wedding reception in um, the state in the states. Cool. So, um, Joey, how I did we found... get on this from this Roland Heights thing? Um, and me being gone, my relationship with Mario. Mario goes to a lot of weddings. You went to a lot of weddings. By the way, we Pat never Tyler. once talked about this. Is such catching up story. We never once talked about the story. Like yeah, we did a little bit. <laughs> okay, go on. What happened? <laughs> um, so in the Castro, I read the story, and I'm wondering if isn't you... it funny that you've actually been inside now someone named Castro? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I have one of my ex boyfriend's last name is Castro, um, and he told a mutual friend. Stop, Joe. Stop. That Mike was so big that his eyes would tear up. So, uh, Joey, um, this last Wednesday night when we were doing our live show, three people were arrested in the Castro. A trio of suspects, they're being called, were arrested Wednesday um, near 18th and Collingwood in the Castro following gunfire that erupted in a parking lot. The shooting didn't injure anyone, but bullets hit several nearby cars, including the car of the victim. Um, it They're saying it probably stemmed from a bar fight, which happened either in one of two nearby clubs, which is Badlands or Toad Hall, which are both gay bars. And they're guessing that based on the location of the fight. Um, and when I read this, I was like, what kind of straight people were hanging out at Badlands and Toad Hall? I know, seriously, I was thinking the same thing. And... Why is it that this both of us go to this place where we're like, well, those clearly weren't homosexuals doing having? Have you ever been there where gay guys get in a fight? There's one person throws a drink in the other person's face, and then All, they don't throw bullets; they throw shade. They're like, <laughs> exactly. Mm. You go, girl. That's exactly <laughs> what they do. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, your belt doesn't match your shoes. Yeah, and they walk and away. And they're like, uh, I couldn't think of a read in time, but I, I just said something really bitchy. <laughs> and um yeah but that's exactly what they do they're not shooting have you ever heard of gay people shooting each other have you even heard of a no well except for like that what's the party animal movie <laughs> yeah like... and then there's remember brent corrigan the um gay porn oh yeah, star? yeah yeah the porn he yeah. was involved in that weird murder thing so it's like really rare but also do you even hear of like gay bar fights like, I I mean, the bar that I go to a lot, I was there once and there was a fight, and it was two straight guys. Two straight guys at the bar get in a bar fight at the, the gay bar. Let me tell you something. I'm not going to say this guy's name, but a really good friend of mine uh, visit used to visit California quite a bit, and he was quite the drinker. And we and every time he would come to town, I would get- John in, Paul? No. Is it John, John Paul? John Paul lives in LA. Um, this guy, we would get, I would get, so, is it like, Carlos? It is Carlos. I would get in so <laughs> much trouble. Like he would come, he would go like, Oh, I'm going to be in LA in a week. And my liver would start shaking. Yeah. <laughs> and I would be like, Oh no, bad shit. I would, I would put a lawyer on retainer just because I knew. And I remember the, one of the last times I, I, I was, um, with him, <laughs> we went to the Abbey mm-hmm. and everything was fine. Right. And then he met someone at a bus stop. No, and he was no. like, "I'm gonna go home with this guy." And you're oh, like, "That's a different story." No, that's a different. That was one of the last times too. That's a different story. <laughs> but um, no, I go to the bathroom, pee. Like I said, I'm, uh, I, we're having drinks. We're fine. I'm like, "All right, I'll be right back." Go to the bathroom, wash my pee, wash my hands, come back, and he's in a full-on fight with a drag queen, <laughs> like fist fight. Like, and we had to leave the Abbey. I hate angry drunks. He's not it an angry drunk, it. actually, but yeah, he gets in trouble. How does he get in fights? He just then? gets in trouble. He just gets in trouble. He, he's uh, like a like, does he do s- stupid things and then like people who are not so drunk or angry drunks jump on it? Yeah, he pisses them off. Like he'll somehow like provoke okay, them. But he's not an angry drunk. I get that. Um, cool. What else is uh, happening in LA? Any other news stories from LA? Yeah, an off-duty LAPD officer right now is under investigation for flashing a gun during a road rage incident. And I'm going to give you a shocking piece of information later. But it happened on the 60 freeway in Boyle Heights this past Thursday. Uh, The other driver in the situation claims that she, the driver, uh, cut the road rage officer off. And that pissed off the road rage officer. The road rage officer says no, and that the road rage officer was in fear for this road rage officer's life. It's an off-duty police officer, 
And this officer called CHP. The officer works in internal internal affairs. Yeah. And when they par- – which was one si- – Wait, the, who called the Okay, cops? I just might well give it away. The LAPD officer is a woman? And so oh. there's a picture, actually. The other driver took the picture. The um, woman, the LAPD – the female LAPD officer is flashing her gun at the <gasps> other driver. And she like took a pointing picture. it at her, yeah. not just like, I have a gun. Oh, you see it. Like pointing the gun at her, yeah. And so that's why it's a big story because it's been – it went viral – and um, when they parked, the two the two women had to be pulled apart by officers because they started like fighting right away. These fucking bitches, man, they fucking just get so. You know what's funny? No, is, no, no. What do you mean these bitches? Like you're saying because they're women? This is like how many times have we read this story? But they are males involved. Men, men don't get in fights. What this <laughs> this story happens all the time with like off duty police officer uses his training. You would see this on Bravo, Real Housewives of East LA, or something like that. This is something you would see like on Bravo. Anyway, um, <laughs> I think this is really shitty judgment, and it's scary that she's a police officer. It's well, like it's a cop thing. It's, it's more of a cop thing than it is a woman thing. Yeah, like what kind of I don't. If you are a trained police officer that knows how to work a firearm. Isn't it a bad idea to point a firearm at somebody while you're like driving a car? Do you know what I mean? Like, also, if you work in internal affairs, so I imagine that you're constantly seeing bad behavior by cops every day, so you know what constitutes bad behavior. But is it also kind of bad form for the driver of the car to have captured a photograph of this? Yeah, they give her a ticket. <laughs> they give her a ticket for using her phone. They're like, um, she was flashing a gun at me. Yeah, but you were using your cell phone, so man, we're gonna have to write you a hundred fifty dollar ticket. <laughs> it's weird. It's really weird. I don't. I don't like this at all. Um, yeah, the whole pointing of it. Like, I think flashing the gun, like maybe pointing it towards the ceiling, like "Look what I got, bitch." I, I think that's a bad idea. But I think that that would make me feel a little bit less weird about it she's like pointing the gun at them have you ever been the victim of or the agitator of road rage what's funny that you that you brought this story up um i actually i was like 16 or 17 i was like a brand new driver i was driving around and like i don't remember what happened exactly but something happened where i pissed a driver off i probably did something wrong i'm not gonna deny that for a second but i did something and then the the person was like trying to get around me and I like wouldn't let that happen and like I was a a dick 16 year old driver and then he um he opened it he took his wallet out and he showed me his badge from his car so like the way this woman did with the gun he did the same thing but it was just his badge and I was like well so (laughs) like stupid like it really was something like I didn't let him in on traffic the way he wanted me to let him in or something and then he like was like, "Look at my badge, little kid." Like, a lot mm. of cops think they're a lot of cops think they're above the law. Yeah, that does happen a lot. I don't like it. Um, What's going on? Oh, go ahead. I have a story that I want to tell you from uh, up here. It's a they're calling it a touchy feely tea house. It opened. Uh, oh, it opened today. Um, this guy named Travis Sigley. Um, he says that he has never worn a shirt in the past six years. He's never put a shirt on. What? He's one of these guys. Uh, And and he just opened a tea house called the Tea Oasis. And so some people are calling it the Cuddle Cafe. Um, it's, there's this Chinese like tea ceremony called Gong Fu Cha. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're kind of modeling. Also the name of your next boyfriend. They're kind of modeling this tea house after, the Chinese tea ceremony, Gang Fu Cha, and it has a kind of a, a twist, uh, um, but basically it's a pro-touch environment. So you go in, you have tea, you don't have to cuddle, but the whole point is to create a grounding, relaxing environment that is not a bar. So you go and you can have tea. There's like designated pillow areas to like hold hands or scratch backs or just lay down solo and relax. Um, and I was wondering what you think about that. I actually think I already know what you think about that, but what do you... This just sounds like the pajama party at Pride 48 in Vegas. The the underwear party? Yeah, the <laughs> underwear party. Do you have to wear underwear? No. Oh, okay. I, I was wearing a shirt, two shirts, underwear, two pair of underwear. Because I was wearing, like, boxer shorts, but then I wore, like, 
underwear under that boxer shorts. So this tea oasis place, they have a no shoe policy. No shoes? So, Am I tutoring somebody there? Seriously. <laughs> we they keep um, it really hot. Uh huh. And uh, <laughs> then we pay you uh, money every time you leave. I couldn't think of so, a third one there. They have no shoes, but they also have a no device policy, which bugs me so much. So you can't have phones or laptops out while you're there. What about your flashlight? Maybe. Is that a device? Guess so. But they, um, I went to, there's this coffee house near my place called um, The Actual Cafe. And it's like, they pride themselves on being a real cafe. And they are like, we're not another Wi-Fi shack. We're like an actual cafe. And so the other day, well, this was like a year ago, but oh. I was like driving around. What? Go on. So I was like, oh, I um, I quickly need to like email this to somebody. Somebody called me and they were like, hey, I can help you with this web project, but I need the file like right now because I'm sitting in a computer. And I was like, oh, cool. There's a cafe. So I pull over. I get in line. I wait in line. There's like four people. And then when I get to the front and I'm about to order, there's a sign on the little thing that says no computers no laptop computers allowed i was like what the fuck and they're like sorry we're an actual cafe well a large part of it is because now i don't know how the bay area is but a lot of these nudniks here in la because they're all wannabe screenwriters they just pack up they buy one you know grande cup of coffee and they nurse it all day they sit there working on their pointless screenplays yeah we have a lot of that but there's so like pete's is a coffee place up here they have a few in different parts of the country but pete's has a every purchase you buy there's a wi-fi code and it expires in like an hour so you have to purchase something every hour to keep using wi-fi um now let me ask you this i went from what you were saying it sounded more related to those asian tea houses or whatever it is where the whim it's like it's like really really weird i think we've done stories on this before or like asian bars they're becoming big in the u.s where like these hot women hang out these bars and the men have to go there and buy drinks for them yeah we've done stories about it it's illegal in california actually oh it is um for yeah well it's actually illegal in california to purchase a drink for somebody who is employed by the establishment that's like a food and or not a food and drug uh who gives um beer and wine licenses the, uh, the DMV. Um, <laughs> well, it's one of their laws. So, like, it's actually technically illegal to buy a drink for a bartender, but that happens a lot. And it's one of those rules that's overlooked unless they want to not overlook it. So, um, I don't feel like this, and you maybe you're right, but I feel like this is more like a place for people to come and, like, just do it, not to, like, um, pay to get somebody to do it for you. Just so you know, it's $20 for a full day, or you can buy a $50 monthly pass for Tea Oasis. And I'm imagining that includes tea, but I'm not sure. Yeah, but I wonder if it's this thing, like, what are all these creepy guys and who want to cuddle? That's yeah. Because there's no real guy who wants to fucking cuddle. Yeah, I totally get the feeling that the people who want to go to this cafe and cuddle me are the type of people that I don't want to cuddle with. Yeah, right? Exactly. It's like. It's all the pe- the wrong people. And I don't know if you're like this, but after I have sex and there's that cuddle thing, I am counting the seconds until I go, like, when is it appropriate for me to, like, just get out of this? I, I, I – well, it depends on the situation. I don't How about with Bryce? What was it like with sex? Bryce? What? What was it like with Bryce? Did you like to cuddle with Oh, my with God. Him? I was, like, 17. I, we didn't cuddle a lot. Hmm. I didn't really what about know Daniel? what I was doing. Yeah, we did. Okay. Um, any other news stories, or is that you it? You know, it's funny. This is just a real quick one, because I, I remember thinking when I was picking my news stories, I was like, I could have sworn there was a news story that I wanted to know Mike Lawson's opinion, and then you told a story right now and it reminded me of what it was. So I'm going to do it really quick. I'm not even going to look at the story. So somebody wants to build some organism, probably some hipsters, want to put a slip and slide in downtown. They've already gotten the permits and everything like that, like a gigantic slip and slide. Not permanent, though, right? No, 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 no. Like over a weekend, like a day, like a Sunday. And like a giant slip and slide that goes like blocks long or something, right? Yeah, we did one in um, we did one in San Francisco. Okay, okay, perfect. So you know what I'm talking about. And I was actually thinking that I was – so then I saw another news story. People upset about the slip and slide. 
And I was like, oh, yeah. God, here we go. Here come these San Francisco liberals with their... Was it over, like, the drought? Is that the reason? Yes, and here's the thing, Mike Lawson. Joey, we... I this actually, is, like, the worst drought no, in the I, history No, I was going to say, I agree with them. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, wait, yeah. you know what? That makes sense. Yeah. So I want to know your opinion. I think that because we're in, like, the driest season this state has ever had in the, the history of recorded time, like, it, it makes sense that we don't have this huge, wasteful thing of water yeah i agree with it but i thought you would be surprised that i agreed with it and i mean that I agree have a with... big bounty house or something or yeah yeah do something else also, stupid. slip inside is so stupid it you wake up with like bruised ribs the next day <laughs> i don't remember the last well that's not true i've done a slip and slide actually fairly recently like maybe three years ago in phoenix a friend of mine had a, a pool party and they had a slip and slide that slipped into the pool does that make sense mm-hmm and that was actually fun, uh, but it was, like, all grass, and then the last, like, foot of it was on cement. So oh, it was so just yeah. a very, very little bit of cement. So it wasn't that bad. It wasn't hurt. didn't hurt. Oh, my God. I used to have the most bruised ribs afterwards. It was horrible. 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 What do you got going on next week? Um, Not too much. My boss is taking a week vacation. Um, so I'm going to have a mellow week. I'll probably work from home a lot because of that. Um, another one of my coworkers is going to the gay games in Cleveland. She is competing in ballroom dancing. So, um, it's going to be a mellow work week. Um, I am doing this Christina. I'm filling in for, excuse me, Christina on greetings for nowhere. And then, um, that's, uh, that's it. Um, I'm just, what are you doing for the next two weeks? Cause we won't. Oh, I don't, I don't know what's it. going on for the next two weeks, but my, um, I'm going to see Chris and Mercedes uh, next week, and then my friends Michael and Julia, they've been gone for like three months, and they'll be back this week, so we're all going to get together. It'll be the first time in months and months and months since that we've all been together. Cool. And um, the chef from that North African taco thing that I went to, he invited me to his other pop-up this Saturday. It's, it's going to be um, a fried chicken pop-up that he's doing. Cool. Um, also, you know, I, you know, on Saturday I went to this family party, and my cousin Roxanne, fan of the show Roxanne, who's thinking about Roxanne. maybe thinking about maybe going to Vegas. Oh wow, that'd be cool. Big big Mike Lawson fan listens to what some would call lies, and told me she thinks you're a good storyteller. You know, and I love her so much. And I was like, well, at least somebody <laughs> thinks so. <laughs> and it. <laughs> And then, you can. I will stop taking the criticism as a joke when um, catching up gets more downloads than what some will call eyes. Well, you've been around longer. <laughs> so um, available at what some will call eyes Here's the other thing too. Listen to this. This is the next topic. You know that we have this ornament on. Uh, oh yeah. On uh, the Pride Forty Eight auctions. I yeah, love, go to pride forty eight dot com slash auctions. I've listened to other shows, and they make fun of us because our ornament is still on the auction block because uh, we're the only one left um pride48.com slash auction singular not let me tell you this all they, they think we're stupid they're going oh well i guess no one wants the catching up one all these other they think they're fooling us all these other nudniks bought their own ornaments they all went for a hundred dollars they all went for the buy it now we're the only one that had more than two bids hmm you know, we have like six or seven bids, right? And I know who's winning bid right now. And they have to August 31st. And I actually hope this person wins it. Me too. And um, so if ours goes for $75 instead of the 100 I don't care. We had the most bids. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, that's all I have to say. That's all I have to say about that. I don't care just because you guys bought your own ornaments. That's like That's like... That's the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It's like this Johnny Pulera in high school. So the dad was a postman, and he would sell all the magazines for the magazine sales, and he'd get to go to Hawaii. And then he would strut around this servite like as if he was Mr. Magazine Seller. And I'm like, no, you weren't. Your dad just sold them on the post route, and you didn't do anything. Right? Meanwhile, I'm busting my ass trying to get my Uncle Rudy to buy Golf Digest. You know, and I'm busting my ass, and he's doing nothing, and he got all the glory. So, you know, cocktails and cream puffs, and Big Fatty, and Dubious Intent, and Kathy Bacon bought her own ornament. We all know it. it she was the first one to go. Don't make fun of us. We have the most bids. Thank you. And we're going to catch up with Kathy Bacon this Thursday because she won Catching Up with Catching Up. 
So that's going to be fun too. So, um, all right. Well, Mike, cool. Nice catching up with you, Joey. I'll... Talk to you next month. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> Let's like not talk to each other at all. Okay, what if we never came? Didn't isn't there a show that did that? They're like, we'll see you in a couple of weeks, and it never came back. Then probably instant gratification. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys at the big live show in June. Okay. All right, Joey. Nice catching up with you. Bye. Goodbye. Go to hell, Joe. Goodbye. Hello? Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. I mean... Um, uh, um, 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 um,